two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on episode 79. It's a little bit disorienting because this is the first week where we've had that bi-weekly gap in there. And it's almost like just taking a week off. I can't can't remember my intro. My goodness. Mm. Um, yeah, we... Uh, I mean, have you gotten up to much these last two weeks? I fucking haven't. Uh, well, t- yes. Uh, I've Well, mostly because I've been... Um, I mean, the biggest thing I've been working on is the video that's going out today, which, by the way, oh, you know, I'm going to start off with a rant because you know how, like, you see a lot of people on YouTube complain about YouTube's copyright system, how it's a broken Mm. piece of shit and it's basically predatory against the people who are actually putting the content out there. Um, Well, we, one of our our first movie night, separate segment two was R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet. I spent probably about five hours total editing the thing and completely none of the original audio was there the video was trimmed up and just specific to the pieces we were giving commentary on so is entirely within fair use we it's transformative yeah, we were in nature. reviewing it so it's a review yeah. it's a commentary mm-hmm. we didn't use any of the original music it was all us talking and it was just clips of the video to provide context <laughs> yep immediately got copy striked and blocked um, so I disputed both of them, but the thing is, and this is the bullshit thing, and I didn't realize, I, I guess it didn't really click for me, it's, they have 30 days, and it's up to the person who put the, the copyright claim in to say whether or not they agree with your justification that it's fair use. So, like, they can just, they, they can literally just lie and say, oh yeah, yeah, that excuse is bullshit, and then it still gets taken down. It's it's. Is there not like some appeal system for YouTube? There is, isn't there? That is the appeal system. I I don't know oh, if okay. I don't know if I can actually send it to someone at YouTube who will then look at it because that's the impression I got before was it was someone from YouTube reviewing it. Yeah. Because anybody with two brain cells to rub together would see that this is completely fair use. Anyway, so the version of that video that's going up today when we record this um, is I. I did generic gameplay footage in the background which really annoys me because I, I worked really hard editing that thing and now it is completely blocked oh god just yeah that's just fucking annoying it's kind of one of those tropes that we've heard about on youtube for years but we've never actually encountered it ourselves yet but now we finally yeah <clears throat> it, it's finally been experienced Yes, so. it's like our weird, fucked up YouTube virginity has <laughs> <laughs> been popped by what's his name? R. Kelly. Actually, the Kelly. the company that that claimed it is called SME, and I don't know what that stands for. Um, but I looked them up. Apparently, and there's tons of like videos that people have put out ranting about how this company has fucked them over before. So they seem to be one of these companies that's on YouTube basically just to make money by copy striking videos and then like stealing cash that way uh have they been successful then by the sounds of it i don't know i i didn't watch most i didn't watch any videos they they just came up a lot when i was looking up anyway so i disputed it there's a generic version of that video going up today which will have just us playing legion tower defense in the background along with a giant text box over the screen that says YouTube's copyright system can eat a dick. 
over the entire video. I was so bitter when I saw that coffee strike. I was like, are you fucking with me right now? Okay, so when no one can find us on YouTube again, you know why it is. <laughs> God. But anyway, so hopefully it clears and then the real version of the video can go up. Um, mm. And I think I, I do want to show you the real version of it because you haven't seen it. You were going to watch it when it came up today. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that. But yeah. Anyway, that's my little rant there. I, you know, it's like you said, it's it's our, our first experience with this kind of thing. You know, yep. up till now, it's all been very... I think because we've used mostly gameplay um, footage in all of our videos, it's we really haven't Sorry. had to deal with something like this. Hmm. Yeah, the, uh, it's, it seems odd, especially because, like you said, no audio and stuff. And you see, you see lots of YouTube, like uh, I don't know, the the first pe people just reviewing, watching live an anime, hmm. watching the first episode of it. It's like a third the size of the screen, and... And they're just commentating uh, on it. Yeah, but that's the whole episode. That's <laughs> the audio included, and... Like, that's, no, it's not cut up or anything. It's like, what the fuck? That is the whole purpose of fair use, yeah. Like, fair use is meant for that sort of thing, so that you can... I mean, typically you should make more of an effort to, you know, maybe chop it up or do some editing, but mm. it, technically that meets the, the definition of it. If you take a piece of content... Even if you take the original one like, and don't add any commentary and you edit it so that it, it becomes funnier or something like that, like you rearrange the scenes, that's all within the realm of fair use. Uh, yeah. And there's there's been like legal precedent, precedent for this now because YouTube has become such a big thing. You get these big channels and they, they fight over stuff like this. and it, So it's gone to court in multiple countries and it's been upheld. Hmm. Anyway, so we'll see what yeah. happens with this, but... <laughs> fun, fun. Uh, so on to a, a more serious and somewhat darker topic. Um, oh, oh dear. <laughs> not, not really darker. Um, it's more just ignorant, I guess you'd say. Do you know who uh, Whoopi Goldberg is? Yes. Yeah, so there's this uh, daytime TV show called The View. I think she's on. It, not heard of it. Five, like, older women... Okay. Just talking about random stuff that they usually know nothing about. So it's like a morning TV show. It's like a morning it's it's like a morning women's gossip show. Yeah. That's the best way I can put it. Like they just they sit around a table and gossip. Yeah. And nothing against that kind of show. I mean, I can see how some people would find it very entertaining. Hmm. You know, I've I've watched like three oh, hours. It's basically a podcast. Well, essentially, yeah. Um so on it, they were talking about something, and I don't remember how they got onto the topic, but they got onto the topic of the Holocaust. Right. And um, Whoopi Goldberg, and I, like, it, it's it was interesting to hear about this. She, she went off on, like, a bit of a, a tangent about how it wasn't, like, that event was not about race. It was about just, it was just two white people fighting each other are two groups of white people fighting each other. And I'm like, oof. That's, uh... It's a bit spicy. I um, mean, it wasn't technically... Because they're the same race. Yeah. They're not by the definition... So this is, this is one of the things that has kind of, um... 
The ethnicity is that the word that I'm looking for? Yeah, it's it's one of those things where the definition of that word has changed over time. So yeah. in in the 40s and 50s, like people thought of like you know the the German race, the British race, you know the mm. the Jewish race, the whatever race. Um, and it, it's for the Jewish race and the German race in this case were well, essentially it was the German Jews that were getting prosecuted. Well, not only them, they also no, went after the, the Slavic people, they went after the Gypsies, they, basically anyone who wasn't ethnically German enough was who they went after uh, at that point in history. Yeah. And I think part of this is like, that's a, that sort of conception of things is a very European um, perspective. Like, in the US, when people talk about race, they're typically like, they lump all kinds of people into basically fall into like three categories. You're either like, you know, white, black, or Asian. Mm. And that's incredibly reductive. Um, like just if, <laughs> if you want to see somebody get very angry, like tell a Japanese person that he's no different than a Korean, like they'll get pissed. Um, but my point is, I think that's, that's the perspective she was coming from. It's like this very American centric point of view um that she didn't see any difference between them when at the time it was much more uh common to see them as as different peoples uh i'd say a lot of the people that ended up in the concentration camps probably and this is assumption probably percentage wise most of those people were german uh gay German people, or Jewish German people, or gypsy German people. Which... There was, a, I mean, that that's, a, I'd like to look that up, because there's a ton of Slavic people that ended up, like, a lot of the, in the early stages, definitely. Um, mm. In the later stages, um, a lot of the camps they used to actually exterminate people were in, like, Poland and Eastern Europe. So... Right, yeah, as they expand, like, I imagine a lot of French also got the same treatment. Um, because obviously they fully succeeded pretty much in taking over France. Yeah, and then um, put up a puppet government. Yeah. Uh, but the, the the ending to this story, she got a lot of flack for it. And it was funny, because I actually saw the clip of her going over this on the show, and her other four like co-hosts were all trying to like mitigate the situation. Like, okay, okay, maybe we should... And they're, they're like playing the outro music for the show, and she's still going on and talking about it. And, and they're all trying to shut her up. Well, at least there was kind of a level of evenness to it then. Yeah, well, I think they were all just worried that they were, you know, the show was going to get shut down. But the um, yeah. she ended up getting suspended for like two weeks or something like that. And th but really? then she went on like talk shows and basically oh, yeah. was just like, uh, sorry, not sorry. I still don't think I'm wrong, but you guys all say I'm wrong. And there was a bunch of like... Um, you know, uh, societies dedicated to, like, Holocaust Memorial and, like, um, things like that, and, like, and they all were yeah. getting on her case. I I think if it was a more recent issue, like, if it was something that was still going on today, yeah, then, yeah, I could absolutely understand standing up for your point, but this is something that ended... Ages ago. So long ago. Um, bringing it up again... Yeah, I don't know how they got on this know. topic. Like, 
that's the context that I, I didn't... I mean, we quite often find ourselves on the Nazi topic, don't we? <laughs> we don't know how we get there. <laughs> I mean, World War II, it's like... I swear to God, it was like 90% of my history classes in high school. I don't know, mm. like, why it's such a huge focus. Because it was the largest war in recent times. I guess, yeah. I still find the... Um, World War One, I, I find a lot more interesting than World War Two, but yeah, that's because I it maybe it's because it isn't beaten to death. Um, yeah, the, the people definitely know less about World War One. Yeah, and there's a um, there's a great historical book that I'm in the process of reading uh, right now called Sleepwalkers, and it's about yeah. the lead up to World War One and about how they. Um, I think I've like, heard of that. It's it's pretty good so far. I'm only a very small way in, but the re the reason for the title is basically Europe went into World War One because a lot of the you know officials, a lot of the people at the at the wheel were basically sleepwalking. They were just going mm. on procedure and didn't really think about the consequences of what they were doing. And before they knew it, boom, all out war. Um, but just before you we get just maybe think about the um the big short again. <laughs> It's yeah. kind of similar. It it, yeah. it it is. It's very similar. Big Short, for those that don't know, is a movie about the uh, 2008-2009 uh, housing bubble crash and how a bunch of savvy investors who noticed that all of this was going wrong um, basically decided to bet against the housing market because they realized it was just a bubble and it was it was supported on nothing. And it was just yeah. like it was it was ready to collapse at any point. Um, but look forward to our YouTube video that will probably be copyright struck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta figure out how to edit these better. But yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, Encanto because that's the next one I have to edit. Um, I don't know if I want to use footage from the show. Um, anyway, but before we get too far away from the original yeah, topic, um, just to like final thoughts, I think what the, the I think what she was saying was kind of born out of both historical ignorance and like uh what am i trying to say international ignorance like she was looking at a historical event that she didn't seem to know too much about from an american perspective and i think that's why she came across as so ignorant when she said what she said i see also i don't think she should have even been suspended i think people should be able to say whatever the fuck they want like yeah it, especially I was surprised when you said that she got suspended. I was like, "Yeah, that's not." I mean, it's 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 a little bit of a crazy view, but it's not like radical, radical. No, it's not like she said there was nothing wrong with it. She just, you know, yeah, she just had a a, a very weird take on the parties involved. That being said, I haven't heard what she actually said, so maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, given from what you said, I, I agree. That's yeah, it, especially for a talk show like. Is it more of a left or a right talk show, though? Uh, I don't think it's really politically aligned. They do seem to, like, the people on it do seem to have their opinions more to the left, but they're Hollywood types, mm. so of course they would. Um, but they don't, from what I've heard about it, it's not a show I watch, but the no. few times I've heard it come up, they do seem to skew more in that direction. But, you know, again... It's a morning talk show. They, I, as far as I know, they mostly just talk about random gossip, mm. and it's only they, the only time it ever. Yeah, I come... never get into those shows. Like the same with um, I granted it's not an American show, so I wouldn't have watched it anyway. But Ellen DeGeneres, oh she just God. kind of annoys me. Yeah, 
the way she she she's annoyed comes me. off to me to me this is my opinion as being very fake well do you, i don't know if you remember this there was a controversy in 2020 because um oh yeah it was it was near the beginning of all these uh like the the lockdowns where it kind of came off that like she's very like she comes off as you know very bubbly and and whatnot and happy but it turns out like or at least a few of her staff came out and said that she was very very abusive behind the scenes mm-hmm. um i don't know how again hearsay diva. yeah yeah but i believe it she does come across as very fake. i've also like i remember she was a stand-up comedian back when i was in like high school mm. and um just painfully unfunny or at least to me mm. <laughs> i've been watching uh do you know richard osmond no i don't Okay, he's a, a quiz show host, a very tall guy, and he is genuinely really funny. He's mm. a nice guy, he's funny. Uh, and he does this show called Richard Osman's House of Games, mm. which is basically each week he'll bring on uh, four people. One of them, they, they tend to follow the same path of, like, uh, one's a TV presenter, one's a radio presenter, one's someone from, I don't know, Channel 3 or something, and one's a comedian. Mm-hmm. And over the five days of the week, they um, do just qu- quizzes. And they get a prize each day, and then there's a grand prize for whoever wins the most at the end. The person who has won every single time, has, except for once, where they came second, are the comedians. <laughs> comedians are very fucking intelligent, despite the fact that they come off looking well, I, like, you know, clowns. To be able to, like, um, there's there's a certain, like, degree of creative and lateral thinking you need to have to be funny. Mm. I remember watching, I think, I, I can't remember what this was. It was some kind of a, like, a, a debate that was happening. And they were talking about... Um, human attractiveness or something like that and they were kind of and how it differs between genders like um men again this is speaking in broad averages so Mm. no one jumped down my throat i'm not saying everyone but in broad (laughs) averages men tend to be attracted to things in a more like it's more heavily weighted on the visual side of things on the physical as opposed to the mental yeah right exactly whereas Women, again, by far and away, uh, tend to be more attracted to, like, the stuff beyond that, the metaphysics. Um, I imagine that's down to the biology of, you know, a, a woman in history would be looking for a man that could protect their family. Yeah. And, and um, Whereas a man is looking for, well, someone that he's happy to look after because he wants to protect it because it's precious. In other words, it looks good. Yeah, and there's there's certain <clears throat> visual cues that, you know, code for attractiveness that actually speak to the sorts of things that an animal would look for. Like, mm. you know... Muscle. Yeah, muscle. Anyway, but the, the, the point that the person in the debate was making um, was that he used humor as an example. Uh, that, you know, women finding men who are funny attractive being like kind of a, a biological coding for 
if it's someone funny, then they're probably clever, they're probably intelligent, they're probably going to be someone capable. Yeah. And I'm just, it, it, that, what you just said made me, not to take something that was very, I don't know, we're talking about a game show and I'm bringing it to like evolutionary biology. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. No, 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 but it, it's, it's interesting to see because like there's people who you think who are on like literally the BBC and um, they're, they're newscasting the biggest show on TV. Mm. And they're getting, like, fuck all questions right compared to this guy who I've never seen before, but he's a comedian, he does a building program, I think, as well. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's great. And also, yeah, so they, they come up with all the answers, and they're also the funniest. It's like, just have four fucking comedians on the show. Right? That would be a real, like, yeah, oh. a real brawl. Yeah. A real contest to see which one would come out on top. Hmm. I, I just I, wait for the day when Bill Bailey's on there and he just gets every question in the week correct. <laughs> I do wonder, though, because this is something I, I've thought about uh, for a while, is, like, um, <coughs> Sorry. people who are who are more educated. Like, the, I feel like the further you go down the, the path of education, mm. you, you get very specialized and very intelligent in certain areas, but you lose your ability to think outside the box in a lot of ways. Not not yeah. everyone, not always, but it does seem to be the case. Um, and I'm I'm reminded back in college, I I remember seeing this. Um, what is it? It was this study they did on lateral thinking. Basically, yeah. so if lateral thinking meaning like, if I said how many uses can you? Th the, the, I think one of the examples they had was like how many uses can you find for a paperclip? Mm. And you know somebody who's very good at it. Or who's who's decent at lateral thinking might think of like a few dozen. Somebody who is a few like dozen. A, who's somebody who's at the genius level might think of more than a hundred. And they they do that by saying things like, "Well, does it have to be a conventional paperclip? Can it be like ten feet tall? Can it be a paperclip made out of rubber? Like, how far yes. can they go with it?" And again, think outside the box. Um, and what they found was they followed. This was a study conducted in the U.S. and they they followed children across you know several years of their lives so you know in preschool kindergarten kind of age range they found that 95 percent of them tested at the genius level for lateral thinking yeah then after they'd gotten through a few years of grade school they tested them again and it was down in like the 60s or 70 percentile then as they they got older and they passed through high school then it was down in like the 30 percentile i'm, I'm making these numbers up but it, it did yeah. significantly decrease each time um and part the, of the use of that side of the creative side of the brain is goes down as you get older, pretty much. Yeah, and they were speculating that part of that is when you're in school. Well, they give you a book, and they there's there's one right answer. It's in the back of the book, and you can't look at it. Hmm. It's like you you can't be creative with your answers, or at least not in a lot of classes, like you know certain you know, math, science, things I got like creative that. Creative trying to work out a way of copying down the answer from the back. <laughs> <laughs> What is why when when I was in high school, one of my favorite teachers. Um, so I took uh, in the U.S. We have um, AP classes uh, when we we're in high school. It stands for advanced placement. Piercing. Yeah, no, advanced placement. <laughs> it's essentially college classes that you can take in high school. Yeah. Uh, and so I was in uh, AP biology, but the teacher mm. we had, he wasn't um, as qualified as he should have been for it. And he fully admitted right. that because the other teacher left before him, and so oh, he got yeah, and he got brought in. 
uh, he was also my cross country coach. So basically, there was there was only like five or six people in the class, and me and this other girl were actually you know fairly good at the subject. So between like the two of us actually helped him teach the class, and he would allow you to get points back on a test if you can argue the logic behind the answer you chose, and it, even if it wasn't the one in the book. And I that I love that class because it actually it was more stimulating mentally because I was like, okay, I got this answer wrong, but what was my line of logic, and can I make him agree with that? See, we, when I was doing GCSEs, uh, and we were doing astronomy GCSE, which was a temporary thing for that year. Yeah. Uh, and the teacher that had the whole, the whole reason that astronomy was even being a thing in that school, the mm. teacher for that was like, I think he's either very unwell or something like that. And so instead of having one really good astronomy teacher, we had the chemistry teacher, the biology teacher, and... I think it was another chemistry teacher teaching us at different lessons. Mm. So none of them were like on track with what the other person had been doing. None of them knew shit about astronomy. <laughs> it was fucking a mess. And that's why it was by far my lowest GCSE from any other thing. My oh, miserable. I think I've talked about this before, but one of my, my freshman year in high school, I had uh, there's a class. We, the, the standard science class for your freshman year is called physical science. And it's basically just, you know, it's kind of a mixture of base level stuff about... We're not talking about physics, are we? No, no. It, it's okay. like geology um, mixed with some environmental science, mixed with some chemistry. It's like a general science course, and it mostly focuses on the physical world. So yeah. mountains, water cycles, uh, yeah, environment. Geography. Yeah, stuff us. like that. Yeah. Uh, Closer to geology than geography, but similar sort of. Anyway, uh, our teacher, he was close to retirement age. and yeah. um, The art teacher? What? Did you say the art teacher? No, I said our, our teacher? teacher. Okay. Uh, so he he was there for about half the year, and then his, his wife got sick. And so he just used every single one of his sick days because teachers unions, they're not allowed to expire sick days. So he had like 190 of them built up from his entire career and just nice. took half a year off. So we had nothing but substitute teachers that knew jack all about I mean, the subject. Yeah, not for you, but for him, yeah. good, for, good on him is what yeah. I'm saying. I mean, luckily it was a freshman level course and honestly, physical science is fucking easy. It's, yeah. it's just, it's a throwaway science course they give to the freshmen. Um, right. But yeah, that, but it was the same sort of thing. He just took half a year off and then he retired after that i mean mm. i he got to use his time it's like great you took the vacation that's a really fucked up thing to do <laughs> i don't know i think it's kind of sweet that he did that for his his, his sick wife he it's sweet that he do, did that but I it would have been the kids learning but yeah. it would have been better if he had handled it in a different way like you know had actually quit and just said hey i'm but i think because and again i'm gonna blame unions because i hate them um, I think because of the way that they've negotiated things with like, especially with the public schools in the US um, mm. they can't like he, he would get severely punished if he retired early or if he quit So, but he doesn't get punished for using sick time so by doing it that way he got to keep his pension and you know get paid for the rest of the year and, and whatnot. But I see anyway my well, little brand um, 
what's been annoying me recently, yeah. the last few weeks, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the politics in the UK. Uh, not much. I know that you guys got rid of all your mask stuff, and I know, oh, I know Boris Johnson went to oh, yeah. the to Ukraine for oh, some reason. No. okay. He also it's had a, Boris Johnson. He, he did a party thing, didn't he? I remember that. So this is, this is kind of what I'm talking about. Okay. So over, I think it's been like a month now, the BBC has been fucking hounding Boris Johnson. Um, because over multiple times since him saying people should not be meeting up indoors, um, someone is drip-feeding out information of... Boris basically having parties or gatherings mm. and these kinds of things. Uh, like, one new one a week and it's just piling up and up and up. And Boris keeps saying, that was it. That was the last one I did. I didn't... I'm sorry for what I've done. But that was... And then another one comes out next week. Maybe he doesn't remember. Like, Boris, how drunk were you? Like, <laughs> there's... It's kind of complicated where I stand on this because on the one side... I thought everyone was a moron for letting Boris Johnson be the Prime Minister in the first place. Hmm. And second of all, I'm kind of fucking mad at the BBC because they're literally going over the same story each week with, oh, but it's just a different day that he had a party. And it's really fucking boring. They like, basically... <laughs> okay, we get it. He's a cunt. To put this in he's gaming not... terms, he's uh, it's the same news story with a different skin. Yeah. Just, it's, it's nothing, there's no new content. It's just a different party each time. And they are bringing on a new cabinet member every, every day, I think, onto the BBC. And they're basically trying to work out where their allegiances lie. Yeah. So it's mostly Boris's party. The thing is, like, I'm not surprised that they're kind of shitting on him. Because, like, the BBC is very, very, like, left-leaning. And Boris is a conservative. He's also a fucking dumbass, as far as I can tell from over here, but... I mean, yeah, that's what I've been saying the whole time. Um, like, okay, if you're gonna have a go at him for not being a role model, which is what they're doing right now, because they're saying he's saying one thing and doing another, that's hmm. trying to make him a role model, right? But when you made him the Prime Minister, was anyone genuinely looking at that man and thinking, that's the man that I want to be like? Yeah. Like, seriously... He's a klutz. He does He'll... not dress to impress, shall we say. Mm. And when has he ever made a groundbreaking political movement? Like, I don't ever remember someone saying, Oh my god, Boris Johnson, he's fucking done it again. He's brought peace to the Scottish. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> He's not a role model. He's not Prime Minister material. This is what I said when he got fucking elected. And why are we surprised that he's having fucking party meetups for his birthday during COVID? It's not surprising. Oh, God. I don't want to hear about it every fucking morning and have a new person being put under the microscope being, are you behind Boris on what he's done? Like, I don't give a shit. He fucked up because he's an idiot and you put him there. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. I mean, from what I can tell, the um, you guys have had a fairly shit run for prime ministers because the one before him was um, Theresa May, 
And as far as I can tell, she was a bit of a dumbass. Last one I liked-ish, and when I say liked, I mean they didn't piss me off, was David Cameron. Yeah, he seemed Um, to be, like, generic vanilla politician. Like, if you just... He wasn't doing anything stupid. He fucked a pig, though. When he was in his teenage years, and, I mean, come on. We've all done stupid (laughs) shit when we were a teenager. Uh, I I love how that's the only thing I know about him. Like yeah, that's 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 nothing. That's nothing. I, I know, I know. It's but that's what I mean when I think like he's just generic, generic also, politician. When Kaiser says he fucked a pig. What he means is, it was a uh, university uh, hazing thing, thing. Yeah, hazing thing where he had it wasn't a living pig. Yeah, it was it was a. I'm not sure if that makes it better. He was, was, he put his penis in the head of a dead pig. Yeah, it was like a which, cooked. I mean, like it was a cooked one though, wasn't it? I don't know. But, I mean, that's kind of the same as, like, having one of those hanging moose heads and sticking your dick in one of them. Like, it's Fair. not like you're getting anything Fair. terrible happen. Um, um, you might as well put it in a fucking... I don't know. I don't know. Just put your dick in a box or something. It's the same difference. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it sounds great to your political enemies. Oh, yeah, to the political enemies, it's fucking gold, but I mean, um, it's just kind of funny to everyone else. There was something something in that, that rant that just reminded that I, I was going to say. Um, the Scottish bit? Or? No, 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 it was before when you were talking about uh, Boris and the BBC and everything. I don't hmm. remember. Oh, God. I... <laughs> yeah, that was my rant. I Actually, put up with that shit for weeks now in the morning. So... Since we're on, we're we're, we're in uh, deep into like the politics territory. I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, a take that I had during the week that made just made me laugh, or it was a realization I had during the week that made <laughs> me laugh. Um, so during work, like when I am just doing like paperwork and stuff, it's boring. Mm-hmm. I like to have something on in the background just to yeah. have noise. But if I put it on the monitor next to me, I'll tend to get distracted and watch it. So. I've got my TV behind me. I was I put on because uh, we were talking about it in the last podcast. The Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Um. I never read the books, but I did really like the movies. Hmm. So I've I had those playing, and as I'm listening to it and like going over the plot again now, like it's been years since I've watched them. Harry Potter is like a libertarian's like paradise. Because think about it, like. You've got these kids, they, they have a remarkable degree of independence, they're all taught to use self-defense, they're all armed, um, they they can, like, basically, uh, I, I, yeah, they, I'm trying to think, there was something else that, like, jumped out at me, um, yeah, they have so a... What saying is you love Harry Potter even more now. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just like I'm looking at yeah, Hogwarts. Hogwarts is, yeah, it's a... Because if you think about that movie where the, the fat pink lady, um, where she comes in, like, that's like... Uh, Miss Umbridge? Yeah, yeah, the one that has all the rules and stuff, like... One the way you write with a pen that does it in your blood. Yeah, exactly, that lady. That was Like, she puts all the rules in, like, it's, it's basically the... Uh, the fascist takeover where the government is coming in and saying that you can't do this and you can't do this and you can't do this and we're doing this for your safety we're going to protect you because you're a person you can't think for yourself before that libertarian paradise on the the first time i listened to harry potter it wasn't on dvd or even cd it was on tape oh man i remember that was like my favorite book well 
audio tape mm. um, was the fucking Umbridge one because it got so far. It was literally like the Nazis take over Hogwarts for a little while. Yeah. Uh, it was so much more intense and kind of fucked up. Yeah, like I said, because it was basically, she was basically torturing the kids. Oh, yeah. But she was doing it for their own good, for the, the betterment of everyone. <laughs> Yes, for China. For China. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right, um, but yeah, God. But you don't really hear about that book all that much these days because it's kind of in the middle. Like you always hear about the first and the last things in a series. Yeah, but I, I really like that one too. Because mm. um, mm. trying to remember, like, there's a few. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing it because I'm just going to keep going through these, like, just mm. during my work week and just, you know, have them on. Because um, now that I've started going through it, it's not like it's taking up any extra time. Uh, but I, I'm on the third one right now. The one where there's the werewolf dude and the spooky ghost phantom guards. Yeah, it's the third one. Lupin? Yep. It's the one where, no, it's a serious black. And then Lupin is also um. in that one. That's Lupin's first appearance. Yeah, because they're on the train back there, and oh no, it's the one. Yeah, Harry like accidentally blows up his aunt, and then he runs away from home, and then um, he I very bad memory of this. Apparently, it, it just it it honest. Also, fun little factoid about this one that I didn't realize, and one of my friends who was way more into the Harry Potter series than I was. Apparently, yeah. in the first two movies, they kind of just went along, you know, did whatever uh, in terms of the visual aspects, but in the third yeah. movie. Somebody at the studio thought to ask, um, what's her face, lady who wrote the books, um, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, you know, do you have a map of Hogwarts? And she's like, yes, I do. And that's why the third movie they kind of rearrange a lot of stuff. Like uh, Hagrid's hut is in a different spot. The tree that beats the shit out of him in the second movie is in a different spot. Willow. Yeah. Why do I remember that? I can't remember. Like, Sirius Black was really cool, and I remember really finding him super cool. But until you mentioned him just now, I'd completely forgotten him. <laughs> yeah. So they've... Um, yeah, so that's... that's th- That was a little fun little fact about this movie is a few very big changes. They switch who ac- the actor is playing Dumbledore, because the first one died. Um, and they also visually rearranged the whole school, because they actually thought to ask the author if she had a map. <laughs> little piece of trivia there all right any any final thoughts we've actually been going for quite a bit on this segment already no i'm good i'm glad that was a positive note to end on yeah harry potter libertarian paradise <laughs> all right heads. this is gonna <laughs> that's actually good all right uh this is gonna be the end of segment one of the tmcj podcast thank you all for listening and you will hear us again momentarily for segment three Welcome back to the TMCJ Podcast. We are on segment three, our wild card segment. And this week, it really is just a wild card. We didn't have any games or quizzes or anything like that prepared for this week. So instead, we're going to be doing a fairly deep dive into a single topic. And now that I've said that, what is going to happen is we're going to start doing a deep dive into a single topic. And we're going to go horrendously off topic and end up somewhere in World War II again. Um... That being said, specific part of World War II. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it the part we were talking about earlier? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I specifically what made me want to cover this topic, and the topic is um, gaming peripherals in general. Peripherals meaning anything from like 
keyboard and mouse to like some high resolution or high FPS monitor to, uh, you know, the controllers uh, with like the fancy buttons on the back of them, which I just got one of those, which is probably why I thought of this. You know, the gaming headsets, um, fancy speakers with the LEDs and shit like that. How much does or the gaming chairs that people get like that mm. look like bucket seats out of a race car. These are the sorts of things I was thinking about. Like, how much do they really help? Honestly, Should we start with uh, gaming seats because you can see mine in the back corner, in the corner of shame. Yes, of my room. It's sitting back there, and <laughs> I've never even owned one. Um, all of my desk chairs, minus the one I'm sitting in right now, are hand-me-downs, and the one I have right now is like a proper office chair, like the mm. kind of the kind you would see in like a professional office. In a fucking banker's office. Yeah, I love this chair. Well, when my old chair broke, um, because I was working from home, the company was like, yeah, no, if you if you need to buy a new office chair, just expense it. And so I was like, all right, I'm getting a fucking boss-ass office chair. <laughs> it's going to have LEDs and everything. <laughs> no, it's just it's just red and it's comfy. Mm. Um, but, I've yeah, I've never thought those chairs looked all that comfortable. You've actually sat in one, so... Well, I think I probably went for one of the low-end ones because I'm very money-savvy. Um, and yeah, it's it's basically a piece of plastic with a thin piece of material over it. Uh, it's, not, it's not super comfortable. Um, I've actually moved back into my chair that I was sitting in about eight years ago. Hmm. And it's great. Uh, especially because, like, you wouldn't believe how much... <clears throat> So there's there's chairs that don't have arms, there's chairs that have plastic arms, and there's chairs that have padded arms, right? Yeah, mine has padded arms. I would arms. rather have a chair with no arms than a chair with plastic arms, honestly. Yes. Oh my god, because they, like, especially if you, like, are leaning, they dig into your elbow. Right, and you don't really notice it because you're, like, mid-hots game, and you're playing and playing and playing, game ends, and then you're like, Ow. My elbows are bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Ow, gee, exactly. You don't really notice it until until you stop. Um, and also, uh, which is just saying with ar armed chairs in general, getting the fucking cable from your headphones stuck on a fucking piece of plastic shit. Oh Very my annoying. god! I so the other day that that is something that really annoys me. It's why I, I have I still use a wired headset, a wireless headset. <clears throat> this is a good transition yeah. into headsets. Um, I still use a wireless headset. It's the sound quality is great when it works. The yeah. problem with a wireless headset is a it's a battery power. So if you play for long periods of time or forget to charge it like I have, then it craps out and you're just screwed. Um, yeah. But b it, because of the like if the dock the docking station is like sitting on top of my desktop, it's probably mm -hmm. about two two and a half feet away from me maybe half a meter if you're european and it will occasionally just cut out like i don't know if the the wi-fi signal from my router or whatever is interfering with it but it will occasionally just lose connection to the base and it gets worse the lower the battery gets um and it starts getting like really bad when it's around half power which i don't know why it takes it it starts that soon but it'll be annoying because i'll be talking to somebody and they'll get partway through a sentence and it'll cut out mm. and 
I, I then have to ask them to either repeat it or just kind of try and work out what they said. It depends on how long the audio cuts out. But in terms of audio quality, when it works, one of the best headsets I've ever had. Really lightweight, awesome. Um, yeah, the, you do get some really bad headsets. And my opinion on wireless, unless I'm outside listening to something on my phone, even then, I'd actually prefer having a wired connection to my headphones mm. when I'm out, like, and plugging into But iPhones don't come with headphone jacks anymore. <laughs> they yeah. have to be wireless, and I fucking hate it, because I do not like when you get home and then you have to remember to plug in everything, and then if you run out when you're outside, you just fucked. Well, it's funny, I actually am in the opposite situation. I have a, a Samsung Galaxy S8 Active, um, mm. which is basically a Samsung S8, but it's got its body is made of metal and it's got these rubber bumpers on it, which is great for me because I drop and break smartphones really easily. And this one has lasted more than three years now. Um, mm. It has a headphone jack and I still use Bluetooth headphones because most of the time when I'm wearing headphones, I'm jogging. And so it, I don't like to have the wire going all over the place because usually I'll have the, yeah. the phone either in a pocket or on my arm and then have that separate. Um, that being said, in terms of like gaming performance, my opinion on the headphones is like, if it's not like you either go with a really high end one that has like 7.1 surround, or you just go with like a middle of the line one that has stereo audio, because if you go with something kind of in the middle, that's like higher quality, but it still is just 2.0 sound it doesn't really help you any in terms of playing the game like these are amazing for playing halo because they're 7.1 surround so i can hear when somebody's behind me or to the like it gives me very good spatial awareness just from the audio in the game yeah <coughs> so that's that's my thoughts i, I don't know what because you're you i think you're wearing steel series right now aren't you uh let me just check <laughs> yeah, he's, he's taking his headphones off to look uh, yeah steel series the last ones I had, I can't remember what brand they were, but they weren't Steel Series. Were heavy on my head. Mm. They kind of made my the top of my head very itchy, mm-hmm. like where the the band went across it, and it was kind of the wire was so long. Don't get me wrong, the wire on this is pretty fucking long, but the wire was so long that I was constantly tripping over it. Um, was really not fun. so. It, it really is very important. It's as important as the chair. Yeah. For comfort. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I used to have this pair of headphones that, like, they were heavy. The ear mm. cones were too small, and they didn't breathe at all. So when I took them off, like, my my ears were all sweaty. sweaty. and Yeah. Like, and they literally hurt sometimes to wear. Mm. By the opposite token... At one point, uh, this was for the purpose of recording on the other computer. Um, I wanted to get a wired set of headphones so I didn't have to transfer these between computers. And I got, uh, it was it was one of the, the cheaper Razer wired headphones. And the cups like the, that you put on your ears, I don't know, they, they were made for some fucking King Kong ears because they're these <laughs> massive, massive round things and they're hollow. So every time my shirt brushed against the wire, in my head I'm hearing, Ugh. like it was awful. 
awful, awful, awful. <laughs> and I think I bought them on sale, but they were still like 60 bucks. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is this? I still have the headphones. They're, they're over there on my couch. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll give them away to somebody with, maybe I'll give them to my cousins. They, you know, they have bigger heads. Just gonna, just just give them the pain. Seriously, well, I mean, you you've seen you've seen them. They're like Paul Bunyan. They're like especially Bunyan my cousin. Is... Yeah, Jake. Jake's like yeah. six six or something like that. Mm. But um, yeah. Anyway, but so those those were a big big miss. Although I did recently pick up these on sale. I got a pair of uh, Logitech wired headphones. Mm. Um, I actually don't know what the brand or what the model is but they're like super super comfortable and the wire they don't have they don't have that same problem where the wire brushes up against things and i bought them specifically for when um i don't want to deal with that audio cutting out issue yeah uh, i was thinking about using them for the podcast but i didn't have time to set them up today <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, no, I, I remember back when I uh, was kind of first playing Player Unknowns Battlegrounds, hmm. and I think it was uh, one of Mass's Welsh friends, Welsh, <laughs> Canadian. Sorry, very similar kind of people. Canadians, the Welsh of America. <laughs> yes, literally, they are. Can Canada is to America what Wales is to England. Um, <laughs> You just kind of assume that they fuck moose up there or something. <laughs> you need a stepladder. Have you seen how tall a moose is? Anyway, go on. Uh, and I can't remember where I was going. Oh yeah, he had some like, um, some like military aviation level headphones mm. or something. And he was like, with I was playing player unknowns with him. He had died, mm -hmm. and I was in a house, and he's like, "There's a guy." Four meters to your southwest, and I'm like, the fuck? He can hear him <laughs> through a wall, like, fuck. Yeah. He and I got so many kills just by him telling me exactly where people were in my area. It was ridiculous. If like games with good audio design, like a good set of like surround sound headphones, mm. will do you amazingly. Especially if you get mm. the audio levels right, like you have the game sounds turned up to the right degree. Um, like, I've done that in, in Halo, even when there's a lot of other explosions and stuff going on. If you're listening carefully, you can hear footsteps. Um, yeah, that's uh, one of one of my better points for playing first-person shooters, which Scott has always lost because he uses speakers. Yeah, he has speakers. He does, yeah, so he all the, all the sounds are jumbled together and they're coming out towards his face. Yeah, so I never bothered trying to be one of those people who could jump around a corner and snap a headshot on someone. I was always the guy lying in wait because I knew exactly where they were coming out. I think it came from uh, way back when I was a kid. Me and my brother, there was a Disney game. And one of like the mini games within it was Alice in Wonderland. And you had to work out, based on the uh, audio, it was coming from each different uh, maze entryway, hmm. which was the loudest, and so which was the correct oh. way to go. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time did something like that. They, they... And whenever it got to that level, pass it over to me. Because yeah. I had the best fucking ears for that shit. Yeah. They, in uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Kikariko Forest, there's a maze. And you have mm. to listen for which doorway has the loudest you know, sound of the music coming from it. And that's how you guide your way through the maze. Um, 
it, it, it's funny actually uh so I, we, we've we've talked about headphones now pretty extensively mm-hmm. we've talked about chairs so let's move on to the things that you actually put your hands on you know the actual peripherals <laughs> actually so I was like this yeah, it, well, yeah I've got, i'm holding my hands up and like wiggle, wiggling my fingers so uh. <laughs> um, yeah okay yeah mouse geotech just get geotech mice honestly they're not too expensive and they're the best for the longest time i swore by the the razor naga like the just the yeah. bare bones razor it had two buttons on the side that were programmable two buttons on the top and then the mouse wheel and that was it like it mm. was it was a five button mouse with and then the the scroll wheel and that was and i used it for a long time um so long in fact that when i actually looked at, at some other mice that were coming up and i realized so i play with my with gaming mice dpi is a big thing and that's the sampling rate of the laser that the mouse uses so it, it's how how smoothly the mouse moves across the screen is determined by how often it's sampling and typically if you turn the dpi up your mouse will move faster you mean you don't use a rollerball mouse no i don't jesse does <laughs> i don't know really? if he still does but he he did for the longest time and he gamed with Fuck. it it was it, he got really good with it but and he swore by it and so every time I went over his place. I would hide the ball. <laughs> I would take the ball out of the mouse and just hide it somewhere. Uh, you know, hiding Jesse's ball. Oh, it it became. <laughs> I would like. You know, you a lot like you. What you used to park as close as you could to Jesse's car, or bump it, or something. No, that, that, that was my friend Will. But it was it was a similar oh, thing. Okay. Yeah, he would. Yeah. But it would. Whoever would arrive like first would park, and then whoever would arrive second would park as close as they possibly could to the other car. Um, but me and my friend Will, we both kind of had like shittier cars at the time, so we would just run into each other. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. Terrible. So. But yeah, I would like I'd go over his place in college and I, you know, we'd be having a party. I'd just take the ball out of the mouse. And then after I'd left, like an hour later, I would get a text like, God damn it. Where is it? Um, <laughs> I would just take it out of his mouth. Mouth. Mouth? Mouse. Mouse. I think you mean mouse. <laughs> take, out, take the balls out of your mouth, Jesse. <laughs> That's ironic what I was about to say was take it out of the mouse and then drop it in his drink. <laughs> He'd notice that one. Um, he would, but then he'd have to dry off and shit first and hope it's not going to be super sticky now because uh, a sticky ball mouse would not be good. God. Anyway, so, um, but in terms of mice, like, I, I'm i using a Logitech, uh, what is it, G502. And the reason I started using this one was I noticed the, the Razer Naga that I have still works. But mm. its maximum DPI topped out around 6,500 or something like that because it was an older one. This right. one tops out around 20,000. So I have the D- the DPI turned up really, really high uh, for playing StarCraft. And mm. it's one of those things where dep- your DPI settings are going to depend on a couple things. Uh, one, what kind of game are you playing? Two, um, how good your manual dexterity is. Because high DPI means you can move across the screen very quickly, but precision motions you need to really like very precisely move your wrist to make sure that you're you know clicking yeah. on the right thing and um, this this translates into more than just gaming uh programs that have kind of auto assigned dpi what i mean by that is <coughs> in uh i use adobe a lot mm-hmm. as many of you will know and in illustrator for whatever fucking reason 
they've assigned the mouse autocorrect to a certain number of pixels apart. So I've already got something like a corner, right, mm. that goes to a very particular point. And I click on that corner and go to draw away from it. And it chooses a pixel that's like three pixels to the left or something. This happened to me the other day. I was fucking annoying because it took me like 20 minutes to work out where the setting was to stop this from happening so I could actually click where I wanted to click. This this actually translates back into gaming too because this is, this is a discussion I, I had with Scott again talking about Halo. Because uh, mm. both of us play Halo even on the PC with a controller. Yeah. And um, by default, there's auto-aim on when you use a controller. Yeah. And it's not... It kind of needs it. <clears throat> it doesn't. I have it turned off completely. No, really? So um, this, this goes back... So Scott, I think he keeps his at, like, either the default setting or slightly below the default setting. So there's a mild pull for the auto-aim. Mm. Um, but I'm so used to playing StarCraft with very, like, precise movements of the mouse... Like, it really annoys me when I'm trying to shoot somebody and somebody else walks past or something and the camera pulls my aim in a direction. Like, it. so I, I have it turned 100% off. So I, I, I play Halo with no auto-aim on the PC yeah. with a controller. And it just, it comes down to just doing very, very, I got very good at doing, like, precise, tiny thumb movements yeah. um, to make it happen. And th that's a kind of a preference thing. I also t play with high turning speed, uh, but I see a lot of professional players for FPS, when they use a controller, they'll play with extremely low turning speed, and they'll yeah. do that because it makes sniping a little bit easier. They, they blow mm. at close range when they have it set up that way, but... That's why mice that have uh, the ability to change the sensitivity on, on the mouse mm -hmm. are quite useful, and I've always wanted to be that person who, you know scopes in lowers the sensitivity so that you can be more precise i'm too much of fucking klutz and i just I, <laughs> screw things up so i actually the, the mouse that i'm using not only has that but it has a like a quick button and if it's being mm. held down it temporarily decreases the dpi to half so my nice. my dpi is normally set around seven thousand for starcraft but if i mm. hold that button down it it cranks it down to 3200 so if I'm in like the middle of a very big combat and I need to click on very specific units in it, I'll occasionally just hold down the button so that I can click specifically on the, the unit I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, so I think to bring it back to what we've been talking about, like gaming peripherals, when you're talking about controllers and mice, um, at least, it comes down to two things, really. One, A, I think there, there's something that make a huge difference to actually have a good one. Like, there's there's a lot less... Like, having a good mouse, a good controller, that makes a significant difference in terms of, like, performance in a game. Or at least how easy it is to perform well in a game. Um, but there's a wide degree of customization. The speed mm. you're using... Um, what kind of like settings you have with controllers now you can you put in like different varieties of thumbstick you can put in like either this one has like a switch in the back of it that makes it so you can do like a full trigger pull or just a half trigger pull um on the controller so stuff like that there's a lot of there's a wide degree of customization i do really like that um yeah now that's mouse and controller but <clears throat> keyboards 
What are your thoughts on gaming keyboards? Uh, as long as it's not a Mac keyboard, <laughs> I'm happy, honestly. I fucking hate Macs, and as a designer, I can say that. <laughs> because hey. all design stuff is meant to be done on a Mac. I... Uh, I was just going to say, I hate them as well, uh, but I hate them for an entirely different reason. Because I used to work in IT, and Macs are the biggest pain in the ass in the world to fix yep. when they go wrong. Um, so, I was uh, working with someone the other day, and they're not tech savvy. They, mm. they don't, they're not a computer person. Um, and they've kind of been persuaded by like people around them to get a Mac instead of a PC mm-hmm. for, their, for their business. And it was just a bad decision. Like, people are like, oh, Macs are so easy to use. That Macs are a pain in the ass, right? Uh, whether it's the fact that they got the uh, select bar at the bottom of the page, which just disappears unless you hover over the bottom of the page and wait a second each time. I straight up disabled that. When I got on their computer, I was like, is this annoying you? Because it fucking annoys me. I'm disabling it. <laughs> Um, so it's just permanently there. Why would you ever not want to see that? Like, you're not going... They're, they're not playing computer games. They don't go full screen or anything. Mm. You want the options there available to you. Uh, they also weren't aware of the... The one thing that I will say is handy, and, I mean, you could argue that just Alt-Tab is the same for Windows, but I think the F5 or F3 key on the Mac just displays all of the applications you've got open. Yeah, you can do that on Windows too. There's a, it's like Windows. If you hit Windows Tab, it'll do that. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, if you hold Alt and Tab, then it'll do the same kind of thing. But it's one less button. Hmm. Uh, and also, Mac keyboards are like half the size. Uh, you get that with some laptops too, where they have like a, um, like a netbook or something like that. It'll, it'll have a reduced keyboard. Yeah, I don't like. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't use any of the macro buttons on my keyboard. But I still like having a decent-sized keyboard because it kind of just fits where I'm wanting to put my hands, kind of thing. I, I used to have a key. I used to have a, I think it was a Razer Black Widow, and it had right. five macro keys on the side. And I used to use those for StarCraft because StarCraft has the ability to um, macro camera locations. Yeah. So I could very quickly tap those buttons, and it's like, okay, here's my main, here's my expo, here's where my army's gathering, and I could very quickly do that without scrolling or clicking on the mini map. It saved a few milliseconds, basically. Yeah. There's a lot in that game. Um, I don't I have that say, keyboard yeah. anymore because I spilled orange juice on it. <laughs> so I'll say like almost all of this stuff we're talking about is purely you. If you weren't playing games, you wouldn't need any of this shit. No, and I, but I think that's. That's kind of the theme here. We're doing a dive into gaming peripherals specifically. Because mm. um, you could run pretty much any other program on a potato these days because oh, yeah. PCs have evolved to gamer specifications, which is entirely different leagues above people who are going to be using Microsoft Word, which is, let's face it, everyone who isn't a gamer. Yeah. Internet browsing, watching stuff on Netflix, doing like watching YouTube, typing in Word or Excel yeah. or something like that. You could do that. You can do it on a tablet these days, and not yeah, even I a mean, particularly expensive one. Freaking GeForce, they've got that um, current thing where you can like play uh, first-person shooters on your tablet and your phone now and stuff. 
Oh yeah. Uh, well, for like free. That's what that's what it's Google like, tried what? to do with their whole Stadia thing. Do you remember that? I vaguely I remember the word Stadia. I don't remember being that interested in what they were getting on with. It, it was basically the same thing where like you sign up for the service and you play over the internet and you can play it basically on anything. Yeah. I had people coming out to me at the time and I, I didn't have a clue about it because I don't really give a fuck about Google trying to set up a gaming company. Hmm. And they're like, oh, you call yourself a gamer and you're not playing Stadia? <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, I, I'd prefer Ooh. not to like play games over a shitty Wi-Fi connection connected to a server somewhere in California. I'd rather yeah. just play the game on my own thing. Yeah. So, um, it's not something that anyone needs to It also about, was, like, it's, ridiculously it's expensive. Because you had to pay a subscription service, and the subscription came... GeForce is free. GeForce is. has a free plan. Well, yeah. that, that I don't know about. Stadia, when it came out, there was a subscription fee. And mm. then it came with some shitty games. But if you wanted any good games, you had to buy them on top of paying the subscription fee. And I don't even think they were discounted. So at the time, Red Dead Redemption was a big one. So if you want a Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption, you paid your subscription fee, which was not cheap. It was like $15 a month. Then you paid yeah. another $60 to get Red Dead. And then you were playing it in like shitty pixel vision because if your internet wasn't supremely amazing, you were basically getting it streamed in low definition to you. And there was always yeah. input lag and all this other stuff. So it wasn't... They were doing a bit of a uh, World of Warcraft where you have to pay the subscription fee and then you also have to pay the for DLCs that come out and then on top of that you have to pay for like cosmetic stuff if you want yeah. them. And at the end of the day, if, if the <clears throat> server goes down or if they the, the thing stops or you cancel your subscription, you don't own shit anymore. Hmm. So you've paid that money and it just goes into the void. Hmm. Anyway, but yeah, gaming keyboards, I as long as they're mechanical keyboards, I don't really see too much of a difference between yeah, them. I definitely prefer mechanical. Like, me you want mechanical keyboards that have individual, like, key sensors, which most of them do. Uh, because then if you're typing very, very quickly, and if you go too fast on a normal keyboard, the hmm. inputs are kind of blurred together. Um, so I, I currently I'm using a Razer Huntsman, which is amazing. It has optical mechanical keys, which what that basically means is there's a switch that when you press down the button, it like it makes the click like there's the actual mechanical piece of it. But that's not what the sensor is. There's actually a laser underneath each key. And so when you click it down, it's the light is detecting that you've pressed the key. Well, you said that made me think it was like whenever you press a button, it does the you know, auto-read a vo voice of... It just goes, click, <laughs> click. <laughs> that would be funny. But yeah, I, I love this keyboard. The only complaint I have about it is the fact that it doesn't have um, macro keys anywhere on it. I, c I could program macros onto it if I wanted to, but... Yeah, again, I don't, I don't use macro that much. I like to think I've played quite a bit of games. Yeah, I... StarCraft mm. is the only game I've ever really used them for, and like I said, I used it for the, the camera hotkeys. Um, mm. That was really That's good. true. I never really got super competitively into game, any game, though, did I? So, hmm. I guess it's for high-end gamers. StarCraft <coughs> is probably the, the highest I've ever been. I, I'm still ranked... I don't know if I've done my placements yet, but last season I was hmm. Diamond. Um, I mean, I got pretty into CSGO for a long time, and I think... What I, I normally program the, the mouse macro as knife on first-person shooter games, because... I know I did with Splitgate, and that was 
I was the fucking knife king. I was <laughs> gay. That was my shit. <laughs> to me, that I that's... couldn't shoot for shit, so that was kind of bad. My the only macro that I have programmed on my mouse is fo- the like the forward click button on the side of the mouse is a move for like mm. basic move, yeah. yeah yeah for anything, um, which I use a lot in Starcraft. mobas and in in StarCraft as well. I use it; in, it yeah. comes in really handy in Heart. Uh, Here's the storm too. Heart of the. I was about to say Heart of the Swarm. Storm. Yeah, I was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've we've gone through headsets, we've gone through chairs, we've gone through mice, controllers, and keyboards. Now let's get on to monitors, because this is the other. Okay, thing. I thought we were going to do microphones, cameras, and lights. I don't think those really have too much of an effect on gameplay. Most though. people. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, mic. I guess a mic, but it's just can your teammate hear you if you're talking True. about gaming? If you're talking about actually recording stuff and making videos, then yeah, those What's are relevant. Thing? These days, there's a big push on um, video calling. A lot more, like, this would have been fucking Skype's heyday if Skype had actually made a good product in this day and age. Right. But there's so many people doing Zoom calls and things, that's why I brought up the camera, because a lot of people have started getting decent cameras now and not just relied on the shitty laptop ones that they come with. Yeah, most people at my company still rely on the shitty laptop ones. I have uh, just, like, a, a basic Logitech webcam that I use for work. Um, obviously, it's not the camera I'm using here. The camera we I use for personal use for stuff like this yeah. is like a fairly nice like Sony digital camera um, mm. that I have hooked but up. But as long as it's nineteen twenty by ten, like that's the what you really want nineteen twenty by ten. Anything above that, and it's just greedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's in four K. You can see all my pores. Right, like. <laughs> I'm sure you remember a bunch of uh, phone companies were like, oh, we need to make our cameras a lot worse now because there was that sweet spot where we were picking up like people's in, in really nice detail and not getting their paws, and now we've gone too far. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. All the, is it, what is it with phones now and having 18 cameras on the back of them? Yeah. I feel like I every smartphone I see now has like four different... Okay, you have two. Mine is still... I've still only got one camera on the back of mine. Yeah, I don't even know how to access the second one. Um. So, I believe the idea behind it is it uses both cameras to create a more, like, crisp image. So it's actually... Whenever you take a picture, it's using both cameras. Well, that's the fucking thing, though. The photos I take on my phone are so fucking powerful that I can't upload them to Discord or WhatsApp or any <laughs> program. And I recently found out that they make a special file. It's a special new um, file type that Apple have come out with to mm. make these super big, heavy image files. Mm. Like HHOIC or something file. Okay. Um, and so oh, I transfer. Yeah, I put it in Google Drive to move it to a computer. Mm-hmm. I picked up the computer and I was like, hang on a second, what the fuck is this file? It doesn't open in anything. Oh yeah, you have to have a Mac. I had to... Yeah, you have to have a Mac. I had to go to the Windows Store, which I mean, it's a fucking graveyard, um, and download this weird fucking hack thing that turns those specific files into... It was either a PNG or a JPEG. Yeah. Uh, and then afterwards I looked at my phone and it's automatically set to take pictures in that mode and not in JPEG mode. So I just immediately fucking changed to JPEG because everything works with JPEG. Yeah. There's, um... 
Oh God. Uh, what was I just thinking of? Yeah, Matt, like Apple's always been notorious for that though. Like all their shit only works with their shit. Like there's mm. no cross compatibility with them. For I mean, for the longest time, they just made like one product, and it was an overpriced white box that artsy people liked. Artsy um, people still like it. I don't understand why. It's because it's pretentious, and if you're if you're pretentious enough, then there's always going to be a fan out there for you. Everyone keeps there's like some weird fucking myth that Adobe products only work on Apple. Well, there's also like a weird myth that Apple or like Macs can't be hacked or that they're more secure. They're not. They're 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 more idiot proof. Like if you know nothing about computers, you will have a very hard time breaking a Mac, like just mm. from using it day to day. Um, but in terms of hacking, even I can hack a Mac. Like there's there's a key command on startup that you can get into the DOS menu and get full root access to it. Like it's it's ridiculously easy to hack a Mac. Hack a Mac. Yeah, that that rhyme is not intentional, but anyway. <laughs> All right, but but monitors. Yeah. This is, this will be the last thing because we we are actually we we talked about this a lot longer than I thought we were going to be able to. Um, monitors specifically, uh, there's two kind of routes you can go down. There's the higher resolution and the higher FPS values. Um, I am personally in the camp of if you're into gaming, especially if you're into like more competitive gaming that the higher FPS value is the way to go. The more frames on screen, because it makes it run, it makes it look smoother. smoother Things are yeah. like nice and crisp. Um, once you pass like 2K, uh, 1440p, it just like, it doesn't... Doesn't help. It, it, you can get up to 4K and it does look a little bit better. I've had a 4K monitor before. It was a 4K 60 FPS monitor. And it yeah. was, it looked pretty, but... It didn't like when you were getting into like actual gaming. It, it wasn't a lot better because you know when you're actually in the thick of it, there's fast moving stuff on the screen. The the prettiness mm. kind of goes away, and I, I find that it's a lot better when you're having like the fast refresh rate because you're you're being able to see more things happening on the screen. Um, yeah, uh, I've got a single monitor, which is shameful for PC gamers, but there you go. Uh, but it's it's a big one. It's a nice curved one because fancy. I've got a curved one as well. And, yeah. yeah, and like it's not even HD. Um, even though my PC could run HD quite happily, uh, but it just does it. It does the job. What? Maybe it's really one of those things where if I use an HD monitor, or that I'll suddenly not be able to well, go back. But I, I, yeah. HD just means. 1080p, so 19, 1920 by 1080. That's that's uh, I the mean, definition it's, of HD. It's not like 4K, yeah, or whatever that yeah. it can run. Typically, so uh, 4K is usually referred to as UHD or Ultra HD. Right. Um, I can't remember. It's been years since I bought this monitor. <laughs> yeah, I'm currently running the monitor I have right now, my main one. I have an old monitor off to the side here that I just have stuff on, but mm. my main monitor is 2K. And uh, it can go up to 240 FPS, um, yeah. which is great. The one thing I will say, and this is something that I, I've heard from friends, is that a lot of this, just like when we're talking about the mouse and like the high DPI and stuff like that, a lot of it in that case comes down to manual dexterity with your wrist. This comes down to eyesight. 
Like, if you, <laughs> to, to, you guys can guess what kind of motion he just made. Um, a lot of this comes down to eyesight, though. Like, if you don't have good vision, then you're going to get diminishing returns out of, like, even a 2K monitor or, like, the high FPS ones. Yeah. Um, like, I've... That's I've, why we're here to sell you gamer glasses! Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> like, I've... I've <laughs> My my vision is better than better than twenty twenty, and so I can yeah. I can see a distinct difference, you know, when you're talking at the high FPS values. But I have friends that, like, once they pass like the threshold of like sixty to eighty FPS, they really can't see the difference. Um, and the same thing like when they go from like two K to four K. But even when you go now, people are talking about like eight K monitors and stuff. That you're reaching the limit of the human eye. Even the the yeah. person with the best vision on Earth is going to be hard pressed to see a significant difference between four and eight K. Yeah, especially not for that price range. Oh God, it's expensive. And plus, you need like a behemoth of a computer just to run anything on it. Yeah. Like, what are you what are you even doing at that point? <laughs> just winning everything. <laughs> I guess and that's the equivalent of the uh, you know the super villain who has a wall of just screens. Yeah. Just do it because one you can. One for his Twitch stream, one for his... <laughs> it's way too many uh. monitors, man. Mm. Oh, God. Well, I mean, we, we covered the gambit. We went through all of the different... I, I don't think we missed anything. Uh, we there's lots of little add-ons. You can get, like, little lights for the cameras. and Yeah, and, and microphones and stuff. But yep. I really just think that... I'm of the opinion that the microphone, at least if you're just playing a game... As long as your teammates can hear you, you're good. Yeah, and most of the time you don't want to talk to your teammates because they're generally pretty negative. Because <laughs> that's the internet. The whole point of having a microphone in gaming is to swear. Honestly, I was listening back to your HOTS, your HOTS commentary on me, and it's what that game where I was like trying to talk to the team and they were just ignoring everything I was saying, just writing bile in the chat. <laughs> and then at one point I was like, look, if you're not going to say anything positive, just keep quiet and play the game and Kaiser's like ah at last Blue has learned how to use the chat system correctly and he is slandering his team yeah. well I think the first time you, you said something in that we're, by the way we're talking about a video that went up on the YouTube channel uh, this past week where we did an attempt at uh, commentating live while the other person played a HOTS game mm. um, and Blue had very politely asked his team to switch lanes with him because he was a tank and he should have been with the group and somebody better suited to a solo lane should have been where he was. And I, <laughs> I was sarcastically like, ah, you see, Blue is using the chat feature in this game, which, uh, but he's, he's unfortunately using it incorrectly. The chat feature is normally something utilized to swear at your teammates. And Blue, as you can see, didn't include a swear word in his post there. <laughs> You're like, now, you see, if he had done the same post but called them fuck nuggets at the end, maybe someone would have listened to him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh yeah. But there you go. Alright, yeah, that's that's our in-depth, totally amateurish, don't listen to us take on gaming peripherals. Um but <laughs> Alright, this is gonna be the end of episode 79 of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you will hear us again next week. Fuck nugget.